Good morning, good morning, River City. How's everybody doing? You are a very lively bunch today. Love to hear it. <laughs> We're all still asleep. It's okay. It's a little foggy out. Live stream. What's up if you're watching? Drop us a comment. Let us know you're there. We miss you in service, but we're glad you're watching with us. Um, if you guys would go ahead and stand, we're going to read our lectionary passage this morning from Psalm 30. I've been informed it is four slides, so buckle on up. We're doing it today, guys. Psalm 30 says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. I sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Jesus, we thank you that you are present with us. We will give thanks forever. Your faithfulness has no end. We come this morning and we lay down any of our own agendas. Where we feel foggy, we remember that there's no prerequisite to encountering your spirit today. We don't have to be lively enough. We don't have to be good enough. There's no prerequisite. So God, this morning we turn our eyes to you and we ask that you would you would make us really aware today of what you're doing in this space. Not only in our own hearts, but in the hearts of our neighbor and the people sitting next to us. We give thanks to you forever, oh God. That is our song today. You are worthy. It's in Jesus' name. Let's worship together. With a heart of thanksgiving and gratitude, Jesus, we just, we want to say thank you specifically for the ways that you have shown up and been so faithful and so sovereign since the day this was the idea of River City Church was planted in the hearts of Josh and Sarah. God, I thank you that every step of the way you have gone before us every church building we met in, every small group that's been hosted, every conversation about a lease, and every conversation in every room you have gone before us and you have made a way. And we wouldn't be here gathering in this room without all that you have done. And I thank you that I can confidently say that it is just the beginning that there is so much more that you have in store for the ways in which you're gonna use this church to love our neighbors. 
a moment and we say thank you and we exalt your name. We thank you that this isn't about us and that this isn't about a thing that we could do or could have done or an idea we had, but it is because of you and through you and with you that we are at this point eight years later. And I feel honored in the it's such a privilege that we have gotten to watch you be our greatest advocate and that you have carried us and so we just bless your name and we say thank you thank you thank you that you have chosen to partner with us what a gift that is you didn't have to but you wanted to and you still want to and you're going to continue to partner with us and our brokenness and our mess. God of victory over death, your son revealed himself again and again and convinced his followers of his glorious resurrection. Grant that we may know his risen presence and love obediently feed his sheep and care for the lambs of his flock until we join the hosts of heaven and worshiping you and praising him who is worthy of blessing and honor, glory and power forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. All right, a couple of updates before we get into kind of, uh, I'm honestly too excited about what we're about to share because it's about eight months in the works. Um, of prayer, seeking, retreats, um, really kind of leaning into listening to God for what he's saying and not just trying to become something. And, and so I'm excited. A couple of quick announcements, though, kind of related to all of it is, if you weren't here last week, you heard that Jessica at the end of May will be stepping away and stepping into some curriculum writing, which is a massive strength and an awesome avenue for her. So we're really excited for Jessica. And we've also started the search for our new City Kids pastor, which will coincide with that. So we formed a team this week. I met with the team. There are about seven people on it, a search committee, a great first meeting. And we started the process you'll hear more about next week. So you guys can be in prayer about that as we move forward. And we're also in the process of looking for and hiring a hospitality director, which is an important part of what we believe to be a part of our heart as a church. Hospitality is biblical in nature, but it's also part of the presence of the people of God, and so it's important to us. And we're going to push pause on hiring a office manager for the next season to to focus in on those two things. And so you guys can be praying about that, excited about it. You have been praying, and you prayed about five things over the past two months, and we extracted what we heard, and we believe God is helping us to move forward, and I'm just going to read you really quick because you are faithful, so I want, I want you to hear where we've landed and our next steps in each of them. Our first prayer point as a church was a culture of discipleship and a deep hunger for God. So we prayed and kind of extracted that we continue to, to do what we've been doing continue to open doors for people to step in the formation with Jesus. So many right now are encouraged and excited to do this, and we're going to be stepping deeper into a focus on scripture in the fall and kind of stepping back into the basics. Tangible first steps for that are as follows. Adapting ETS for city kids and moving into scripture as a body in the fall. So we believe what's been happening in ETS, which is over 80 of our people or around 80 of our people are, have stepped into these discipleship groups. And we believe this should be something that should happening in the city kids as well. 
it doesn't matter how young a person is, they can start to walk with Jesus. And so, and then prayer for youth ministry leadership in the fall, just to continue to focus on what God wants to do in that area. He's been blessing it. So next thing, staff additions, be patient and wait on the right fits. It may look different than you think. And the next staff and key leadership will be form fitted for this season. Patience and God is going to provide what we need. Amen. And that kind of tangible first steps for that are we're in process of hiring and looking for city kids director in hospitality. And we're going to be looking for later after that admin options and a prayer leader. And so really excited about that. Next one, lease longevity and location. If you don't know, we've been praying about should we stay in this location? We have this space and then the table. They're both a massive blessing. And we believe, I'm not going to read all that um, right now, but we believe we are supposed to stay in this space. God has brought us here for eight years. He has blessed it from the beginning and it's connected to what he's leading us to do. So we're going to dive deeper into that. And so the tangible first steps of that will look like stay and start negotiations of a lease, and then identify our, represent, our representation on our end for new terms to meet with a landlord, which will be active in the next few weeks, next few months. So you can pray, pray about that. That will need God's grace in that. Next thing is a school has been meeting here for about three to four years, and at the end of May, they will not be meeting here. They've got a space on the other side of the hall now. And so we've been praying about what to do here, and we're very open, and we desire that our church should not just be empty during the week. It should be almost like a community space. And so you can go to the next steps on this one. Um, We're going to form a think tank night in the next few months to get people together and to have an idea session. And we also have heard a ton about forming a parent's day out program or the like. So it's a much more manageable than doing a full out school. Maybe that's coming in the future, but for now, a parent's day out seems like a positive in route. Amen. Amen. And the last one is the Ukraine, which we've been praying for. Um, you've already heard that we were able to bless Good News Church with $12,000 through our church and then around 100000 through our network. They were able to purchase a larger van to drive into the areas. Literally, the staff of the church are driving into areas and getting people and bringing them out during active warfare. And so we're going to continue to partner with Good News Church and the Oswalds, which are a part of our church network, leading the charge in that. And then we're going to, it's interesting enough, when we were praying about this, a lot of the conversations people were having were, we want to do, we want to do that. We want to do the Ukraine, but we also want to have something to sink our teeth into here. So we're going to start to pray more specifically about what is that going to be? We support local missionaries. We support local organizations monthly, but we want something that our body can literally step into. And so thank you all for praying. You can pray with me as we move forward in that. And it's going to be amazing. All right. Now for the goods. We turn eight today. Everybody clap. So we're going to put on our big boy, big girl pants as eight-year-olds, right? A lot happens when you turn eight. I can't remember. That's been 36 years ago. But eight-year-olds, right? We're an eight-year-old church. We've been here for eight years, and God has been so good. And so I want to just bring you back to the beginning really quickly. And the passage of Scripture that the church was formed out of in a lot of ways, was Psalm 1. And I want to read you Psalm 1. It's a beautiful psalm. It starts the whole book of Psalms. And it sets the tone for the kind of body and person that he is desiring that we step into. And so I'm going to read you this. Try and read it with new eyes. If you want to close your eyes, you can. 
says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. And its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." So interestingly enough, our logo, which actually has meaning, many of you actually don't know this. So I'm just going to walk you really quickly through what this means. That is the blue part is a river. That is a tree. That is someone, <laughs> except for our trees in the river. We're just like, we're getting all the way in that river. So this came out of Psalm 1. And the idea is that our, tr- our, our people and our church would be deeply rooted, have depth in Jesus, not just be surface deep, spread all over the city, but to be a church that is deeply rooted, even, even something like a church that could equip and disciple, equip the saints came out of this, to be a deeper church, not so broad, but what, it, what would it look like to step deeply into the heart of God and then be able to grow and foster deep connection with Jesus over a lifetime? That is the heart of our church. And so this is Psalm 1. And Psalm 1 is beautiful because it's talking about how we are to delight in the law of the Lord. To delight in the Lord and His revelation. So it seems a little shocking because the language used in Psalm 1 is a little, honestly, it's a little poetic. And for some people, it's actually problematic to have such a strong contrast of, well, there's wicked and there's the blessed. But the idea of the heart behind it is... He's inviting us to delight in the Lord. And if you can delight in the Lord, and if there's true delight, which can't be faked. Delight is not something you should, I'm just going to go delight over here. This doesn't happen like that. To delight in something, right? To delight in something brings life. It's like the tree planted next to the river. And this actual river in this psalm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time here, is not a natural river. It's an irrigation river. It's talking about a river set to actually bring life to the things planted near it. And a tree next to a river, we were actually at a softball tournament yesterday, and I pulled up at seven o'clock. And you already know me well enough to know that rivers are maybe my favorite thing. I go every Monday, and I could tell there was really green strip of trees going on. I just thought instantly, I was like, there's, there's definitely a river there. I walked over, there was stagnant. It was disgusting. Um... <laughs> But it was definitely a river, and I could tell that it was a river because the trees got greener as it got closer to the center. And that's how we are. That's how we are as His. We're like those trees planted next to the river, which is Jesus, and fruit will come. I love the idea of the fruit is coming. Those trees will have green leaves, and that's what's being given. If we can delight. I love the entry to Jesus being delight, not forced. And if we can delight in the Lord and stand next to that river, even in it, fruit will come, blessing will come, life will come. And so that's the kind of heart of the church from the beginning. Now, one of the things we did as a staff was we went on a retreat and we figured out that we need to bring better language around our vision and our values, which is not really far off from what it was, but it seems to have grown deeper over the past eight years. And so you're going to hear me express what the vision is and then different staff are going to come up and share the values. If this is your first time, this is maybe the perfect Sunday to hear about our heart. It is what we're saying right now. This is not a thing we're like, wouldn't it be neat if we were this? This is what we see God doing in our church. And so the vision for River, River City Church. 
River City Church is a place where we commit to be formed, to be a people formed by Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Together in community, we surrender to reorienting our lives and hearts to God, the ultimate reconciler who empowers us in building bridges with our neighbors and city to reflect the kingdom of God. That's a true statement about what we desire to move towards and what we see God doing. And so that came out of maybe... Six months of prep, some deep dives into prayer together next to a river, and then really kind of laboring over, we know this is important, not because we have to make sure it's perfect, because that's not what this is about. We knew it was important to be clarity to the people of our church and to our city about who we are. And so this is what we believe to be the heart of what God is doing here. Now, the four vision tenets or the values, we're going to have four staff come up. And I think, Carrie, you're up first. And you're going to talk about spiritual formation. Yay. Okay, so if you, if this is your first time here, again, welcome. Um, so I, my role on staff is over community and connections. Um, and so this specific value felt uh, natural for me to share on. Um, so the language that we, um, the new, I would say refreshed language for us is walking the path in community to become a disciple of Jesus rooted in rich liturgical traditions and the vibrance of the living spirit of God. Um, and so what does that look like? What does that mean? How is that happening? And so there's an obvious um, answer for, based off of what Josh has shared, which is um, equipping the saints, which is our discipleship and spiritual formation groups. But even beyond that, our heart is that we would be continually chasing and making um, community and spiritual formation accessible to everybody that walks in the door. And so that means off, being intentional about offering different kinds of groups. It means being intentional about making sure we're making ways to just connect, to have fun. Um, and that is part of spiritual formation, right? Like there is a discipline of celebration. And so it's not just um, sitting down, being very serious, but it's actually doing life together. And it means creating spaces where you can, with each other pursue the heart of Jesus because we're not meant to do it alone. No one is meant to do their faith journey wherever they are alone. And so that does look like ETS, but even beyond that, it means creating avenues and entry routes to connecting with one another that our hearts would become alive fully in Jesus alongside the people we sit next to on a Sunday, that it may be ha- able to happen Monday through Saturday, um, and that we together would then be a model to the community of how we love each other, that they would be attracted to it because we love Jesus together. Sorry, Shannon, you're next. Thank you. All right, you'll see a pattern as we approach that we're sharing the values that are near and dear to our hearts. And so mine is hospitality. And I get to live that out on a daily basis in my role as the director of the table. And just to give you some little insight into the language that we have used to sort of refresh this value, 
At our family table, there are no barriers to belonging. Jesus calls us beloved and invites us to foster a community that celebrates the belovedness of all. And while that is such beautiful language, you may be asking yourself, well, what does that look like? How do we as a body really walk that out? And there's a few ways that we do that here. One of them is welcome to the table. And that is sort of a 101 intro stepping in as a new person of our body. It's an opportunity to gather with other new people and just learn more about the heart of who we are. We never want anyone to come into this body not knowing who we are, what we stand for, and who we are walking with. So this is your opportunity to learn about that. Also, it comes on a Sunday morning. The way in which we engage with each other, whether we know each other or not, when you walk through those doors of River City Church, you are a part of the family. And we strive daily to walk that out and make sure that the people that enter this space feel seen and feel loved, and that is the way of Jesus. And finally, it's what I do for a living. It is being, um, having the space of the table. The table is an, the ultimate community outreach opportunity for us. We are blessed to be in the heart of downtown Smyrna and literally have a space for people to come and to gather and to celebrate or even lament the important points of their lives. And so it's our opportunity for our literal neighbors to come into our space and to be loved and seen and feel like they are extension of our community and hopefully become a part of our community. Mr. Bill. Thanks, Jenna. Okay, um, I'm Bill. Uh, I have a number of responsibilities, including pastoral care, um, with, which involves the care team, our needs ministry. Um, so I'm here to talk about restoration, which is um, the third value through which our vision is kind of played out. Uh, and I'll read that for you first and then talk about how that's coming to fruition and how that operates here at River City. God is redeeming and restoring all things to himself, including each one of his beloved children. He invites us into the process of healing and restoration, which allows us to live presently in the abundant life of Christ. It's a great language. How does that play out? What does that look like? Um, with Care Team, right, it's about involving um, our body to be aware of each other's situations. Like, what are the challenges they're facing? How can we step in and come alongside them? Um, one of my responsibilities now is about bringing in volunteers and assimilating them into the church here. Now, we've had historically over the last eight years a number of folks that have come from other situations where they've been overworked, burdened, hurt by their church experience. And the first thing they need to do is to sit um, and just be, and, and be restored, right? We wanna help them in that restoration process so that they can be healthy to step in to a service kind of role. Um, and one of the things that I've, I've built out um, a way to do that, it involves you know, one-on-ones with folks as they come in. Um, it involves um, maybe looking at some assessments to kind of help them get some um, 
scaffolding for the process of, you know, what's going on with me? Um, is it something, is, this, is something preventing me from stepping into this that I need to work on? And through those kind of conversations, um, we can debrief on those assessments. Maybe we can make a counseling referral if it's something bigger. But we want our people to be healthy before we want them to serve, so that they are serving out of health. Um, so that's, that's really the heart behind this particular value. And if you have any questions about any of that, you can find me. I'm wearing this hoodie today. I stand back there all the time. My office is downstairs in the table. So my email is bill at rivercitysmyrna.com. All right. Thanks, Bill. This is a fun game, right? You get to see all of our beautiful faces. We're so pretty, right? That's where you go, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Just kidding. I just wanted to make sure you're all paying attention. This is where I come in and I just ruin the whole thing. Josh loves it. My name's Becca. Uh, I am the worship and media director here at River City. So we've had such a fun time putting this together. Um, my heart is this pillar right here. We believe that the gospel of Jesus is good news to everyone. And the church said, amen. amen. Accordingly, we seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus by loving our neighbors the way that God has loved us. So some of this looks a lot like what Shannon uh, mentioned. Our, our pillars hold hands, I like to think. Uh, you can't really missionally live without being a hospitable individual. Amen? So part of this pillar looks like us as a body stepping into service through the table. Uh, we have a million and five opportunities for you to do that throughout the year. Um, this also looks like Love Smyrna. How many of you remember Love Smyrna? So this is a way that we really practically put on an event that loves our city, provides resources for people that are in need, uh, and allows a space for prayer and for us to engage with our neighbors. This is going to start happening in kind of smaller pockets throughout the year. We're going to have a lot more partnership through the table um, that you guys are going to be hopefully invited into. I hope that you all come and we learn how to serve together because, again, the gospel of Jesus is good news to everybody, not just people in church, but also people outside of our doors. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Where's Jessica? Thank you. Sorry, I literally ran up here, y'all. <laughs> okay. Um, so, City Kids, we have the same vision, right? But it looks different because the words spiritual formation and hospitality and restoration and missional living are a little bit big for small children. And so, we know them as know, grow, glow, and flow. So know is the restoration part. It comes from Psalm 46:10. Be still and know that I am God. By being still in his presence, they're continually reminded who he is and who they are to him. It's that restoration portion for them, even from birth, right? They get the, the joy of doing that. Spiritual formation is Colossians 2:7. The growing part, live your lives in Christ, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you are taught. So that teaching portion, the rooting, the growing, the building. Ephesians 5.8 is the hospitality portion, the glowing. You were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light and find out what pleases the Lord. So... Hospitality. We want them to find out what pleases the Lord and bring others into that and have that welcoming spirit of Christ. And then finally, we're flowing. 
<laughs> John 7:38. Whoever believes in me, as scriptures have said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. That is our prayer for all of our children, that the rivers of living water will flow through them to the others around them, whether it be in school, at home with their families, or wherever they may be. So, no grow, glow, and flow. Thank you. I absolutely love that. That's so great. I think we should just do the kids' vision for everybody. There's There's crayons under your seat if you can pull those out. All right, so of course, with any vision, this is what we sense God doing, but it also has doors and windows to it so that we're not just boxed into doing this one thing. God is living, breathing. He's alive. So we have always have open ears, and we're always listening and being obedient to our Father, just as Jesus was, because that's a part of it, right? So we're dependent, and we lean in, but we know that this is what He's doing right now. And so I would love it if you just give it up for the staff for working so hard on this. great. Now, one of the biggest things we got in the pandemic, we got lots of stuff in the pandemic. Um, one of the biggest things was River City Church needs to be better at communication. So you don't need to, you don't need to scream at me, everybody. Be like, so I'm talking about we know and we heard and we responded by rebuilding a website that actually makes sense now. And the two people who really were behind that were Becca and Alyssa. If you just raise your hand and wave, you can go ahead and come up. You can come up. Are you going to stay there? What are you going to do? who we asked uh, really Alyssa to run point about five months ago and gave her the deadline of today. (laughs) And they have killed it. So you guys have free reign to share with us all the beautiful parts. So a lot of you may know Alyssa. She's on the greeting squad hype team here. Um, You've probably been greeted by her lovely face, but what you might not know about her is that she has a huge heart for communication. She actually does this for a living, which is why we hired her, first of all, because she's the professional, not us. Um, But second, she really has a heart for communication in terms of it being biblical hospitality. So I really just wanted her to be able to share kind of the space that she was entering this in, not just because we want a brand new website that looks pretty, but because good communication is actually a way to love our neighbor. Amen? Hey, guys. Um, First of all, I would say that visual communication is my forte, not um, verbal. So (laughs) bear with me. Um, I pretty much wrote down exactly what I wanted to say, so I might just read it. Um, But yeah, so the past few months I've been able to work with staff um, to update some of the branding and the website for the church. Um, And I guess I just wanted to share a little bit of the why and the heart behind what we're doing, um, because branding can have negative connotations, especially when it comes to church. Um, And there's some validity there. Um, But really what branding is, is communication. It's visual communication. It includes words, too, um, and how we say things. Um, But it's really the way that we use art and words and pictures and layout um, to communicate to the world who we are um, and what our church is like um, and what life in our community is like. Um, So... Yeah, one of the main themes that we encountered a lot was how this is a way that we can practice hospitality, Um, not only within our church body and being able to have avenues of clear communication, but also to those who might be new, to our neighbors, to those who are still strangers to us. Um, So our goal in this was not just to look cool or to be relevant in some kind of way, 
um, but really to tell the story of what our church is like um, and use the tools and the gifts that we have um, and the ones that God's given us to love well by communicating well, um, whether we realize it or not. The art around us, um, design around us tells a story, um, and we can use that well in a way that communicates clearly, um, or we can use it in a way that is confusing and doesn't really <laughs> help <laughs> lead people into the things that we want them to feel welcomed into. Um, so it holds a lot of power in our heart, and that was to steward that well, to first of all, create well as God created well. Amen. Amen. I knew Becca would get on that. <laughs> um, and also just to, like I said, align our visuals with who we truly and honestly are um, and, you know, say things in a way that provides clarity and invites people in. Um, the website specifically for me felt like that had a lot of avenues that we could enter into with that. Even as we were reading um, all of these values, I just kept seeing ways in which the website was a really good tool to be able to lead people into those things. Um, so like, how can we figure out how to help someone get connected? How can we figure out how to um, help someone figure out where they want to serve? Um, how to receive prayer? Just all of these in routes. Um, how can we help the person who maybe struggles with anxiety, like many of us do, um, enter into a brand new space that might feel really scary? Um, because we're able to communicate to them beforehand on our website what they can expect. Um, so yeah, it was a practice for us in learning how to be the most hospitable that we can be. Um, yeah, and it's been really cool. I feel like I've learned a lot even during this process. God has shown us um, what that can look like, and it's also just a lot of fun, so it was good. Let's just give it up for Alyssa. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to make you stand up here unless you just want to. <laughs> um, so if you're new, this really is a good way to understand what you just stepped into. And I'm going to, Bill's going to pull it up on the screen. I'm just going to walk us through kind of our, a little bit of our new website. We're not going to go line by line. This is not elementary school. You're all adults for the most part. I'm going to let you go Google it on your own. But you can go to rivercitysmyrna.com and this is our new homepage. How beautiful. Um, so the first thing that Alyssa already touched on is we want this to be super clear for people that are new. Um, if you remember our old website, there was absolutely zero information for you. <laughs> um, so if you'll click at the top right, you'll see that green I'm new button. So if you have friends that you want to invite here, this is where they need to go, rivercity.com and then I'm new. And if you look, we see a beautiful Shannon McRae, our our resident angel. That's what I call her. Um, anyway, so this will give you a little bit of information, just kind of what it looks like to step into our service. Can we play this video? This is our new welcome video, everybody. I should have maybe prepped this, but I didn't. Hello. Hello. What up? Hi. Welcome to River City Smyrna. Some of us grew up in church. And some of us didn't. But no matter where you come from, there's space for you here. There's space for you here. There's space for you here. There's also plenty of parking space. Which you can find behind Moe's. We meet on the second floor of a shared business space every Sunday at 10 a.m. You can enter at the center of the building. Head on up the stairs or up the elevator, and our doors are up ahead on the right. 
Our services usually last about an hour and a half. Beginning with the time of worship. Followed by prayer and a teaching from one of our pastors. We're truly thankful that you're interested in joining us on Sundays. We're excited to get to know you and learn about being a God-centered community together. See you soon. See you soon. See you soon. See you soon. Isn't that just so endearing? I love it so much. Uh, so I also, he's not here, but Jordan Craig, not Jordan Craig, Jordan Hamilton put together this video for us as well as about 7 million other videos that you're going to find. I'm not going to play them all for you here today. But Jordan Hamilton spent a long time uh, helping us kind of, again, visually and audibly put together things that are just easy for people to step into and explain. Um, so here you'll see what to expect. This is going to walk people through literally like almost everything you could think of being a new person. Where do I go? What is worship like? How long is our service? All of these questions that your friends may have, this is where you should send them because we answer them. Um, and then the snack zone, you know, everybody needs a picture of the snack zone. Also shout out to Leggy Bird Photography, Julia Finner for doing all of our visuals. We love her. We love that we have a creative body. And my actual favorite part about doing this website was that it was very in-house. Everybody that had a hands in this is part of our community. So we have just a plethora of creatives here. And if you're not part of the Creative Collective, come see me. But that's another plug for another day. Anyway, so here we want to step into basically how we can connect. So you'll see Kara down here. But we've highlighted the three main, scroll back up, the three main ways of connection. Uh, welcome to the table, groups, and equipping the saints. Now, if you go up to connect at the very top, nope, just right up there on that little bar. Yep, mm -hmm. go ahead, click that. This is going to, oh, there's me. Uh, I forgot I was on this. <laughs> um, so you'll see that we believe spiritual formation happens best inside the context of community. So if you'll scroll down, you'll see all the ways that connection is available to you, not only as a new person, but as a functioning member of the River City Church family. Um, so you'll be able to click on all of these things for groups specifically. If you click on that, it will take you to our groups page in um, church church center planning center i swear y'all i am a professional uh, anyway but it'll take you here to this groups page um, and again there's videos highlighting kind of just the heart of each of our pastors and our staff members here about what each of these kind of groups and in routes hold um, the other thing that i want to highlight is giving so if you'll go to the top there you'll see the give button Super simple. Click it. Takes you right onto the page. You can put $7 million there, um, and it should go right on through. So <laughs> maybe not $7 million. We'll shoot a little more realistically, but um, so $5 for me. I put $5 in the bucket. Every little amount counts. Amen. It's the heart. Okay. Anyway, moving right along, we're going to go to events. The number one bit of feedback we got from people was, we do not know what the heck is going on ever because we're awful at communicating, but we're getting better. Jesus is working on us. So here we have the events page, which will be updated every time we have an event. So yeah, we just bless God in the house. Aunt Tramika, you want to take a praise lap? 
I'll run with you, girl. So here you'll see, again, all of the events one by one, not only the kind of one-offs like the women's brunch, but our Tuesday morning prayer and our City Kids Toy Drive. So if you ever have a question about what's happening, you no longer have to browse through Instagram or Facebook. It should be all right here for you. Amen? Amen. So once again, I just want to say a big thank you to Julia and Jordan and Alyssa. Um, Y'all give it up for them. They spent so long making this happen. So... That really is a beautiful sight, and it does feel like us. So, just one more round of applause. <laughs> takes a lot of work to make that happen. It doesn't just like, wouldn't it be good, and then next week you have it. It takes a deep dive, and in people who are skilled at it. So, when you have the right people in the right places, it makes a huge difference. So, thank you for doing that for us, and having the heart um, to do it. And so, all right, so. We're going to move on to the end portion of this, which is what we always do on this kind of day, which is uncomfortable for some, but you know what? Uncomfortability is sometimes a growth tool, you know? When you're uncomfortable, you grow. And if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it, right? That's not, that's not something you have to do, but I would love it if people were willing to share what they've loved that they've seen God do in your time here. I've been here for seven minutes. Well, you probably don't want to share unless something amazing happened in that time. That would be great. I've been here for eight years. I've been here for three years. All of the time spans from each person, come and gone, is very meaningful. And God brings people into communities and out of communities. And for a season, hopefully you grow and and you deposit. And so there's so many things to celebrate within those kinds of contexts. I would love it if we had some time to share. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm thinking I'm going to hold the mic um, just, just for kicks and giggles just in case. But there's some A, B, C, D, E's of testimonies that we are bringing back. It's been about seven years since we used this. So just as a kind of reference point, what are testimonies? About Jesus, be a little bit prepared, right? Uh, Be hard right now for you to be prepared in some ways, but we get it. Current stuff um, about what we just said. So this would be about the thing I just said. So sometimes people get up during this portion and they just want to share. You know, it's just a time to open up and talk and verbally process in front of everyone for 12 minutes. Let's not do that here, okay? We would rather, if you didn't preach, if you do want to preach, I'll meet with you and I would love to talk with you about that. We got some things that we can walk through together. And then expect to finish quickly, right? If you feel like there's a third and fourth point coming, wait till next time. I say this in love because I do want to hear you very badly. If you'd still like to come, (laughs) please come and share with us what you've loved that you've seen God do in and through River City. It's going to be awkward for a minute. I'm getting this over with because God hit me when I walked in the door. I had no intention of doing this today. So... Earlier in the week, when I saw the email saying, please be prepared to share, I kind of did a mental reflection. Got nothing. And um, (laughs) it's true. It's true. Because I'm a person that I'm, what I honestly thought was, I want more. I want more for our body. I want more in relationships. I want to know more of you. It was just, I want more. When I came in, oh my gosh, it's like God gave me this video of the past year. And look, so about a year ago now, 
in church, which we were just coming back to, I was so tired from being isolated from the pandemic, and you gave us opportunity to say if we needed prayer, and I was desperate enough to raise my hand. A group of women came over and prayed over me, and it was amazing because they prayed the things that I had been journaling, and they had no idea about it. And it was like, that's what set things off. And then God started showing me, like, RCC Olympics and how amazing that was, and ETS, and being in our groups, and meeting new people, and the ETS retreat, and the women's gatherings, and just the fellowship that's happening in the gatherings. And it was like God said, for me, I didn't recognize because each one was just a drop. And you don't notice a drop. But when a drop keeps being accumulated in a bucket or something, then all of a sudden you start to see that it's getting more and more full. And he was showing me how I was getting filled up by every one of those drops. So that's what RCC has been for me this year. Amen. take it like really quick. Just gonna hold it. It's okay. okay. It's all good. I really hate this. That's okay. Um, can I hold it? It's just gonna be me holding it. God, I hate it. It's still gonna be me. It's a lot of contact with your hand. Um, it's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> um, so uh, my wife and I have been going through some things recently, small things, um, and I've never experienced a church that um, that really backs up the words that they say, but we like connected with people here. Thought that we were like, yeah, they're cool. Like people are praying for us, and it's really fun, um, and really feel like we're creating community. And then some tragic things happened in life, and um, just seeing the heart behind so many people here, like is overwhelming, and um, I'm just really thankful. Um, phone blew up with texts and DoorDash money and people asking if they could just come pray. And I'm crying because you're holding the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's just been an overwhelming love, and the people here mean what they say, and it's only been eight months, but it feels like I've known so many of these people for my whole life. Um, and so it's just, we're just so thankful for RCC and the family here. Um, and, uh, yeah. Cool. And if you feel like you're coming after him, just, just be ready. Yeah. Just come on up. It's good. There's a word from the, no. <laughs> uh, so I think I've said some variation of this uh, at some point in the past, but um, I'm Marcus. You guys have met my wife twice now, Shannon. Um, nobody knows me as Marcus. They just know me as Shannon's husband. Um, about, I think we've been here about seven years come November. Um, we were doing a little bit of church shopping when we first moved to town, and 
I just happened to find, uh, find our podcast. Josh was preaching about community. And we showed up, met people, listened. And when we first left the, um, left the church, we both looked at each other in the car and go, those were the mi- nicest people. And they have been the entire time. I feel like I really found the community here. We welcome new family. We've said goodbye to some. And at every step of the way, people have always been here to be supportive. And I could not thank you all more for it. Amen. Shannon's husband did great just now. (laughs) Um, So we have um, a daughter who's about a year and a half. And so she was born in August 2020 in the pandemic. Um, when we had like an RCC family night, uh, I think I, the first time I came, I was like eight months pregnant and everyone was like, what? Cause everything shut down in March and no one, a lot of people didn't know we we're having a baby. And then, um, started trying to come to things when she was a few months old. And again, it's like, oh, I just didn't know. And so one of our prayers kind of that first year as we were trying to get back into community was that we would be known and that she would be known. Because um, it was hard to, to feel such connection before the pandemic um, with our community here. And then to have this new little person and just feel like she didn't have that. And we wanted that for her so much. And this past year, it's been just so special um, to see her be loved on by people so well. Um, by Sarah, <laughs> um, by Carrie in the nursery, by Liz in the nursery, and by Jessica. Um, and all of Jessica's children who <laughs> are obsessed with her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just feel like even as a one-year-old, like, she is experiencing that, like, fruit and seenness and just the love of Jesus. And so thank you for everyone that's a part of that. Love you. Good morning. Um, So we have been coming here for about three years, and I will be the first to say I didn't want to come here. My husband convinced me to. We looked it up. Somebody had told us about it, and I was like, 35 minutes? I have to drive 35 minutes? And um, I, we ended up really enjoying it, and now we're almost here for three years, but Long story short, I have commitment issues, so while we've been coming here, I have really felt a struggle with involving myself more into the church and committing, and uh, it's something I've really been praying about, and just in the last couple of months, I have felt myself being able to step into that a little bit more, and last Friday, after everybody had left our house, I said to Paul, I think I'm ready to like form connections and allow people into my life, and I came in today, and there's this women's brunch on Saturday, and I normally wouldn't say, I'm going to do it, and he looked at me, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to, and I just, I feel like I finally am ready, so I just, thank you. It's good to see everyone. Okay. Let's go, Dory. Dory. Thanks, Josh. Um, here we are. Uh, my name's Dory, and I've been here maybe like seven Sundays, maybe less than that. Uh, so a little longer than seven minutes. But um, yeah, I graduated last May. I was a theology major, um, intercultural studies minor church ministries minor. So studied a lot about what the church could be and what it could look like, um, but didn't really experience that until coming to River City. And 
knowing, I mean, just the smallest things of Kara talking to me like she'd known me for a long time on my first Sunday, and Josh as well, and then a few weeks back, I got really sick with the flu, and just sent it in the young adults group me, which I was added to, like, the first Sunday, Um, and then Becca showed up to my house with Gatorade and flowers and cough drops and medicine, and I was like, is this real? Is like, is this actually happening? So just very grateful um, and excited for the future. So that's all. I also have a mic on my face, so. Let's go, let's go. Oh, we got an arm wrestling match. We'll arm wrestle, we'll start, we'll do an arm wrestling. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. Um, so that we came and visited, we were invited last Easter, so that was our first time to come, and there was a big party, and then the next time we came was on the birthday, and that was another big party, and we're like, dude, they party a lot. Um, but we weren't living in the area yet. Uh, we had moved from being missionaries overseas, and so we live 45 minutes away, and we tried a bunch of churches in the town that we were in, And every church we went to, we were like, everybody is the same. They're all the same person. They're like this cookie cutter. This church is all these people, and this church is all these people. And it really, like, hurt my heart to be in a place that didn't feel like heaven. Like, I wanted to be somewhere where everyone was different from each other. (laughs) And you guys are a bunch of weirdos, and you're all different, and I love it. And so... We came back and came back and came back because it didn't feel like we were the same as everyone. Like, it was this community of eclectic, interesting people. That's not the only reason we came back, but (laughs) um, that is a big reason why we came back is because we wanted our kids to grow up and be in a place where they saw people cut from all different cloths and... So that's what we've seen Jesus do here at River City is draw a bunch of people that are different and beautiful. And so thank you for just showing up, I guess. I don't know. But there you go. Well, I know that uh, Josh said something about keeping this current, but um, I got to start my story when I moved here to Atlanta. I came here to Atlanta, moved here from Key West in 98, and after a hurricane, um, chased the love of my life here, you know, and uh, so we got married, and things were, you know, going very good for us, Um, but um, I entered a very dark period of my life, and um, so my wife here, she stood by me, but she came here, started coming here, I guess, about from the beginning, beginning. and... um, so I know that not only her, but I know that many of you here in this congregation was, was praying for me as well. And um, so I came, I started getting involved, and I found here a community of um, believers and friends uh, where I could be myself, be transparent. Um, and um, so today I find myself, my relationship restored to Jesus which had been suffering for a long time. Um, and then also my marriage restored as well. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So all of you who have prayed, and I mean, y'all been with us and with me because Don was away working and, and all that for so many years. Um, and I just, I just thank you so much for y'all being my Aaron and her holding my arms up at, and interceding. Um, in 2007, we totaled this up just yesterday. In 2007, we owed over $1.5 million in debt. And Friday, Don paid off the last mortgage. And we are 100% debt-free. Thank you, Jesus. And that has been a prayer of mine. Um, piggyback on what Kara was saying earlier, in tithing and being faithful in tithing, we, we, we gave, I gave the whole time. And, and now, and, and, I, and I don't say this boastfully, but our largest expense or our largest giving or our largest spend is in giving right now. And that is fantastic. And I want that to be even greater because like Nancy says, you can't outgive God. And so thank you all for standing in the gap, for being there for me, praying for Don. I thank you for the ETS groups because that is another answer to prayer uh, for him to have a group of men that he can be vulnerable with and transparent with and who love him. And I just thank you for that. And I know that there's plenty of you who are also in a battle right now. And I don't know whether that's financially, emotionally, relationally, physically, but it's been, it's been over 15 years that I've been in this, in this fight. And I think I'm so glad that restoration is one of our pillars because that's what God does better than anybody else. And you've got to stay in the fight. And you've got to stand, and you've got to keep going. And so praise God for all that he has done and all that he is going to continue to do here at River City. Amen. Thank you both. I thought about you when we did the restoration, Leslie, for sure. Anyone else? This is weird, Jordan. You're all right. Um, lots of things. I've been here, what, six years? I'm Jessica's husband, for those of you who didn't know that. And those nine kids that love uh, the Beavers kids so well, that's because of me. I exude the Father's love. Um, um, and strangely enough, because of the Owens, no, it's not really directly your fault, but we moved to Noonan uh, two months ago. Uh, actually further than them because, yeah, we only have a Newton address because the post office will go to our house. But other than that, there's no one else near us, no fire hydrants or anything. Um, so in saying that, um, a lot of people question whether we would still come here. Uh, my wife is stepping off staff, and people say, oh, it must be because you've moved to Noonan. And that's not true. Uh, that's something the Lord's doing in her. And, you know, we've driven past the churches and we've had lots of invites from people. And you're right, um, there's some 
Okay, we'll just say those churches for, for the people in Noonan, right? Um, what do I love about this church? I've been here six years. Uh, it's not all peaches and roses and icing on your cake. This is family. We get in there, we roll, we fight, we butt heads, we disagree a lot theologically because I don't think anybody in here came from the same background. We've got Catholics, Baptists, a uh, couple Hindus, I think, you know, but everybody's going towards Jesus. And as we all go towards Jesus, we all end up in the same place, right? And, and we all want the same thing, to be loved. I have an ETS group with the worship team that Jordan is part of. It's so refreshing to go in there and be busted and broken and wounded and be loved through that. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and in that, I've seen my oldest get baptized recently. I've seen my second oldest go, hey, I think it's time for me to do that too. And then I have other ones behind that that have asked lots of questions about it. And so, um, and in that, they've made friends down in Noonan that are intrigued by what we believe in. We're not Mormons because we have nine kids. <laughs> and we're not Catholic, you know. So it, it's just, it's, it's, this place is an oasis for us because of you guys and because of what the Lord's doing. So I just want to say thank you. So. Thank you, Shane. I don't know who to hug and who not to hug now. It feels like dire. Come on up. Awesome. I'm Susan. So Shane's comments um, about theological differences just made me decide it was okay to say what I really wanted to say, um, which is <laughs> the thing that has been so moving to me um, in RCC. My husband and I came exactly three years ago because we happened to visit on the fifth anniversary Sunday. Um, and we came from another church in our network, which was a wonderful church. We were there 12 years, very involved leading, doing all kinds of things, but did not feel seen as seen and known in 12 years as we felt seen and known in our first six months in this church. Um, but more than that, when we came, we were both, um, had been going through as part of our growing in the Lord, some theological changes on some different things that we had been processing for many years. And one of those was about the role of women in ministry. We had never been in a church where women preached. And um, just a cool part of our testimony that I don't even know if you know, but um, the, after we visited here, we couldn't come back for a few weeks. We had some commitments. And during that time, I heard an um, episode of a theology podcast that I listened to and heard a particular female pastor slash professor speak about the role of women and, and sort of her perspective on certain scriptures and things. It was a kind of new perspective for me hearing that. I remember walking actually one night, it was a summer night with my son who's here, and my husband and I was like, just like talking a mile a minute about what this woman had said and what she was, how she was interpreting the words of Paul. And it was like different and how all these kind of things. And then the very next time we came back to visit River City was towards the end of that summer. And Josh refers, I'd never heard of this woman before in my life. And Josh refers to his mentor, Dr. Cheryl Bridges Johns, who is going to, it, that was her that I had heard on the podcast. And that was how we knew, one of the things that we knew, that this was totally where God wanted us to be. And week after week, seeing women stand up and lead and teach, 
Um, it was also ironic, the very next Sunday, I remember this now, the very next time we did come was the week that Sarah announced that she was stepping down. <laughs> so that was an interesting time. But then um, the way that has all processed and everything, that she's still been around and other women have stepped up. And then Dr. Bridges Johns comes and preaches, you know, several times a year has been such a huge blessing um, for us. And so that's where we are and one of the things that has kept us here. Amen. Thanks for sharing. Uh, young lady in the front. Yeah, me. You can hold it for me. Okay, that's good. Um, I wasn't going to, but my story is very similar to a lot of people in here. Um, I was on a traveling ministry team for a long time, doing all kinds of different ministry, um, city to city, across the states. And when I moved to Atlanta, I had had a lot of church hurt and a lot of church trauma and people being very different than they preached they were. And I know that a lot of us come from that background of being wounded and scarred by the church. And when I moved here, I had given up on not so much God because he had always been faithful to me, but the church community. I honestly thought everybody was full of crap and I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, And I didn't see value in coming to church at all. And so when someone invited me here week after week after week after week, I finally said yes and was begrudgingly showed up. And it was the nicest people like we've already talked about. Um, but part of my story is the restoration that's happened with my love of the local church and originally something that was just covered in woundedness and honestly hatred for a long time has become this like beautiful life-giving source for me. And we've talked about it testimony after testimony even now, but the community here, nobody's pretending, which I really love. And I'm sure all of you new people have experienced this morning that we're not very professional And that was actually the most refreshing thing to me about River City is that we're not professional church. We're not we're not like putting on a show for anybody that this the revolution that we're all wanting and hoping for is family. And that's what this has been for me. So I'm really thankful for the role that not only you guys have played, but specifically Josh and Sarah, your willingness to be who you are and not pretend is amazing. So thank you. I love, too, just, I love, Becca, how that's grown just beyond River City and how you love other local churches, too. Like, it's not just, because we're not perfect, but there's a, a love in you that you love this church and this church and this church, and you see the beauty in all of them now, so I love that. You coming up, Jessica? Telling someone about their kids? <laughs> Number 432. <laughs> nope. I wanted to share, I asked the same or similar question downstairs for the elementary kids today. <laughs> I finally earned his trust. (laughs) No. Um, So I asked the kids what they would celebrate about River City in the elementary area and what they have seen the Lord do. And so I just wanted to share a couple of those things with you guys. Um, First of all, one of them said that they have seen, like, the they've been watching the older kids, and they have seen the unity that has come through the youth group and how they really love that and what a beautiful picture that is. And um, then another one said that they really loved the way that they've been welcomed at River City. They felt like the Lord welcomed them and the people welcomed them. And so they feel like they have a space here, and they're thankful for God doing that for them. So That's amazing. Thank you. So I'm going to give space for one more. And then if you'd like to let it marinate this week, 
you can come back next week. There'll be a little bit of time in that surface as well. So if, you, if there's that one person that was like, yeah, I'm going to get up, then this is your this is your eminent moment right here. So, okay, all right, here we go. Oh, come on up. Now two, two at the same time. Um, I didn't want to come up because I didn't want I didn't know what to do with my hands not holding the microphone and then Becca pulled this one in the air and I felt a little bit more comfortable yeah be the runner in the air right right in the air yeah okay cool cool Um, so I wanted to take a moment just to celebrate the restoration value that the church has Um, I came here about four years ago out of a super messy church situation a lot of hurt a lot of wounding and pretty much the first thing that was said to me was I think you need to take a break no I don't what are you talking about? So jumped right into serving, and here I am four years later, and it's finally caught up with me of, hey, maybe you need to slow down and learn how to be healthy first. And I was met with just as much grace and compassion now than I was on day one. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got to share. <laughs> you did great with your hands, too. You're really good. I think restoration seems to be the theme. I'm Autumn. I haven't gotten a chance to meet a lot of y'all. I asked Sophie if she'd be embarrassed if I came up, and she said yes, so that was my cue to come up. Um, Yes. So we, um, my husband was in ministry for 17 years, and so we have gone from church to church and just kind of followed him around, and and we've been in Smyrna for about 10-plus years now, and our prayer has always been that we would live and breathe and do community and do church where we lived. And that didn't always happen because of his job. And during COVID, he made a complete um, career change, but um, also it was entrance into a long ministry sabbatical for us. And um, I wasn't sure um, where we would end up. I wasn't sure if we would end up back in church again. Um, And my prayer for about a year or two was that our children would be the driving force to get us back. And um, mostly because that took the pressure off of me. Um, And then enter Alethea Turner, um, who got us back to River City because she invited Sophie to come. And so I followed that um, invitation and um, and it has been a um, a place for I've heard uh, we knew the Pintos and then we knew Alethea, but I've heard River City be a place of kind of spiritual refugees, and that's really where and who we are. Um, and we are still very much in the middle of you know trying to love God in that and and praying that. <laughs> I won't get down that route or I'll start crying. Um, but that's where we are. And so we're very thankful to be back in a safe place where we can show up to serve and get to serve back in November because Sophie said, hey, I want to come in and serve for the service day. And then I got to serve um, with other healthcare providers outside. And that was like so life-giving for me. Um, and I signed up for an ETS group, um, not really because I wanted to, but because it provided the opportunity and the accountability for me to show up, um, which was really what I was missing was, um, cause if you're not working and you're not getting paid by the church, then why do you have to come? And, um, and that's where we were as in a season of wanting to actually be invited back into what church should and, and scripture tells us it should look like, and not a lot of ordination bureaucracy um, that we have done this with for 17 years. So um, thank you for being that place for our family. Just stand with me. We'll do an addendum next week. We'll open it back up. We'll close like we always close. 
For those of that don't know, we sing the doxology together. Pizza, jumpies, for, that's for some, jumpies for some. Uh, God, I pray blessings over our body as we transition downstairs. For those that can stay and celebrate, let us just commune together. Thank you so much for this meaningful day and for what you're going to do in the future. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you all. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.